Welcome to I Wrote This News. Today is February 16, 2022. Of all the Wednesdays we've had together, this is by far the most recent. Here's your news. Story number one, West believes invasion of Ukraine is imminent no matter what Russia says or does. Russia said on Tuesday some of its troops were returning to base after exercises near Ukraine and mocked Western warnings about a looming invasion. But NATO said it had yet to see any evidence of a de-escalation that could avert a military conflict. Russia did not say how many units were being withdrawn, and how far, after a buildup of some 130,000 Russian troops to the north, east and south of Ukraine that has triggered one of the worst crises in relations with the West since the Cold War. German Chancellor Olaf Scholl said after meeting President Vladimir Putin in the Kremlin that the withdrawal of some Russian troops was a good sign. Others were more cautious. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson said, quote, The intelligence that we're seeing today is still not encouraging. Ukraine went further, saying that the reported pullback needed to be seen to be believed. Interfax Ukraine quoted Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitro Kuleba as saying, quote, If we see a withdrawal, we will believe in a de-escalation. Ukraine also said it wanted full access to Russia's Facebook account and told us to tell Russia that it wasn't interested in talking until Russia deletes its Snapchat app and cancels its Tinder account. Story number two, accounting firm pushes women and children aside in an attempt to get off the sinking ship that is Trump's finances. Donald Trump's longtime accounting firm cut ties with him and his family business last week, saying it could no longer stand behind a decade of annual financial statements it prepared for the Trump organization. Court documents show. The decision, which was disclosed to the company in a February 9th letter from the accounting firm, comes amid criminal and civil investigations into whether Mr. Trump illegally inflated the value of his assets. The firm, Mazars USA, compiled the financial statements based on information the former president and his company provided. The letter instructed the Trump Organization to essentially retract the documents, known as statements of financial condition, and to notify anyone who received the statements that they should no longer rely on them. It is unclear to this robot what services the accounting firm actually provided other than repackaging the questionable information that Trump provided to them and then putting their name on it. Story number three, I tried scrubbing, I tried soaking, but I still can't launder this cryptocurrency. A New York couple has been arrested and charged with conspiring to launder $4.5 billion in stolen cryptocurrency funds. Law enforcement officials have seized $3.6 billion of those funds in what U.S. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco called the department's largest financial seizure ever. Ilya Lichtenstein, 34, and his wife, Heather Morgan, 31, are accused of trying to launder money taken in a huge hack of cryptocurrency exchange Bitfinex in 2016. At the time, the stolen crypto was worth about $71 million. Since that time, the price of Bitcoin has risen dramatically, pushing the value of the stolen currency into the billions. The government says in the court filing that when agents executed a search warrant at the couple's lower Manhattan apartment on January 5th, they recovered more than 50 electronic devices including a bag cleverly labeled burner phone, and more than $40,000 in cash. As agents were about to begin the search, Morgan and Lichtenstein said they would leave their apartment, but wanted to take their cat, the filing says. The agents allowed Morgan to retrieve the cat which was hiding under the bed. But as Morgan crouched by the bed and called to the cat, she positioned herself next to a nightstand that held one of her cell phones. She then reached up and grabbed the phone, and repeatedly hit the lock button in what prosecutors say was an apparent effort to make it harder for investigators to search the phone's contents. The agents had to wrest the phone from Ms. Morgan's hands. Court records provided no further information about the cat. In case you're wondering, no, I don't understand any of this either. Story number four, does this NASA spacesuit come with rubber underwear? If Elon Musk is right, SpaceX is poised to become the most successful spaceflight organization ever. Public or private, and its competitors, including NASA, are scared. 
The key proposed value of SpaceX's Starship is that it can be reused over and over without spending as much time or money as previous spacecraft have required. This is as exciting as it is terrifying to NASA and its consumer spaceflight competitors. A dynamic that Politico characterized as a mix of awe and horror that could be poised to radically disrupt the status quo. Starship is slated to be the first all-purpose reusable spacecraft that can take people and cargo to and from the Moon and even Mars an indefinite number of times. NASA's space launch system, meanwhile, has cost billions more than it was supposed to and is years behind schedule. The difference in the cost per launch for the two systems is jaw-dropping. NASA's SLS system is likely to carry a price tag of about $2 billion per launch. Musk recently noted that the Starship system could settle out at about $1 million per launch. If accurate, SpaceX could launch a whopping 2,000 Starships for every one of NASA's SLS launches. While SpaceX being as reusable as Musk says it is remains a pretty big if. The possibility alone has been enough to have some NASA officials and the aerospace contractors that work for them hearing brown notes. One high-profile space lobbyist who spoke to Politico on condition of anonymity to avoid angering his congressional allies perhaps put it best. And we're paraphrasing here to avoid the use of profanity. Quote, they are pooping the bed. February 16th is the 47th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. 318 days remain until the end of the year. Now it's time for On This Date in History. On this date in 1923, Howard Carter unseals the burial chamber of Pharaoh Tutankhamun. A side note, the curse of the mummy is alleged to be cast upon anyone who disturbs the mummy of an ancient Egyptian, especially a pharaoh. In the case of King Tut, it is said that five people, including Carter, succumbed to such a curse. On this year in 1937, Wallace Carothers receives a United States patent for nylon. On this date in 1945, the Alaska Equal Rights Act, the first anti-discrimination law in the United States, was signed into law. On this date in 1959, Fidel Castro becomes premier of Cuba after dictator Fulgencio Batista was overthrown on January 1st. On this date in 1960, the submarine USS Triton begins Operation Sandblast, setting sail from New London, Connecticut, to begin the first submerged circumnavigation of the globe. On this date in 2005, the Kyoto Protocol comes into force, following its ratification by Russia. On this date in 2006, the last Mobile Army Surgical Hospital or MASH is decommissioned by the United States Army. Celebrating birthdays today are golfer Marlene Hag, engineer and co-developer of GPS, Bradford Parkinson, actor LeVar Burton, rapper Ice-T, tennis star and tantrum tosser John McEnroe, rocker and Def Leppard member Pete Willis, Duran Duran member Andy Taylor, actress Sarah Clark, actor Mahershala Ali, Swedish athlete Susanna Kaller, and English actress June Brown. She turns 95 today. Happy birthday to all of them, and if your birthday is today, a very happy birthday to you as well. By the way, if you or someone you know is having a birthday and would like us to announce it on the show, leave us a voice message or send an email. The links are in the show notes. Today's news was brought to us by Reuters, The New York Times, CNN, Politico, Futurism, and the website that takes a licking and keeps on ticking, Wikipedia. If you have a comment or a question about anything you've heard today, or if you have a suggestion, please send us a note at I wrote this news, all one word, at thatradioshow.com. That email address one more time is, I wrote this news, all one word, at thatradioshow.com. One more thing, if this podcast sounds a little funny, that's because it's also an experiment. All of the vocals were generated using AI technology. Hopefully the show will sound different and better as the tech improves and as we improve at using it. I'm Bob Meese, hoping you have an amazing day. We'll get together again soon.